In a world that seems shaky and unsure, in a life that feels uncertain and unclear, there is this place that gives shelter from the storm, not by the roof over our heads. There's this place that puts solid ground under our feet, but not because the floor is strong. There's this place that's fortified on all its sides, but not because the walls are sturdy. This house of prayer is not a building, but it's built on the cornerstone of Jesus. A foundation poured from the word of God. We faithful gathered together, believers from all walks of life, followers of Christ, the body, the bride, sinners to be sure, but cleansed by the blood of Jesus, celebrating the new life made possible by the sacrifice Jesus made. It's here that we celebrate the good news, then go out to share it with a world in need of hearing it. This is the church. Come on in. You're always welcome here. We're in our series about the church, and today I want to talk about something important that we serve to live and we live to serve. One of the things that we'll look at this morning as you grab your Bible, you can open it to Mark chapter 10, verse 45, is that Jesus came to serve and as his followers were called to serve as well. One of the things that always encourages my heart so much as a pastor are all of the people that serve in our church. And we have some really great people that serve in our church. Can I share with you a couple? Let me share with you uh, just a couple. One of them is Melva. Uh, Melva is uh, a lady in our church and she loves to cook for AMP. And so on Thursday night, she cooks giant pots of soup. But more importantly, she makes these things called firecrackers. And she takes saltine crackers and she puts hot red sauce on them and then she cooks them all up and the kids just devour them. They love them. They can't wait till Melva cooks and gives them their firecrackers. And so Melva is a great example of someone that just serves and serves well. Uh, another person that just warms my heart is Carrie Pease. Carrie Pease mowed our lawn every single week all summer. Isn't that awesome? And when it snows, Carrie's out there shoveling snow. I love that, that he just jumps in and he's serving. Uh, another lady that really warms my heart too is Alyssa Hunt. Alyssa Hunt has been serving for over 10 years in AMP. And she does an awesome job of just loving our kids, serving them, letting them know that Jesus loves them. And she's here every week and she's faithful to love them. The, the Fredenbergs warm my heart. I got to help with the Fredenbergs last Thursday. This was so fun. They do the childcare for Mom Connection every single week. And they have a passion to just love on those kids while moms are hanging out together and being encouraged to be a mom. And this past week, I got to take uh, the kids on a walk with the Fredenbergs, and we went looking for these round orange things around our community. Pumpkins. And it was really fun to take a walk with all these little kids and keep them safe as we walked up the street to look at a pumpkin patch. It was awesome. Another person that really I'm thankful for in our church is Jordan Bondo. Jordan Bondo is an early riser, which I'm super thankful for. Amen. Any of you night people are thankful for morning people? That's right. I'm thankful because Jordan loves to serve in the morning, and I don't. 
<laughs> but Jordan shows up all the time. He shows up real early on Sunday morning. He gets everything ready for us on Sunday morning. He also shows up every Thursday morning around 5.30 and starts making coffee for men's Bible study. These people and so many more do something really important for Jesus. They serve him. See, they live to serve and they serve to live. In Mark chapter 10, verse 45, hopefully you're there in your Bible, Jesus said something really interesting about his life. He said this, for the son of man did not come to serve, to be, to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. The son of man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. That's a really, really powerful verse in the New Testament because what Jesus is saying is, I live to serve. I came to serve you. And as his followers, we take up that mantle that Jesus gave us, that the people of God are called to serve. His service was to die for us so that we could live. So Jesus lived to serve. Earlier in, Mark, in the book of Mark, in chapter 8, verse 35, Jesus said this, for whoever wants to save their life will lose it. But whoever loses their life for me and for the gospel will save it. See, Jesus told us also, not only do we live to serve, but we serve to live. So if we try to save our life by doing our own thing, Jesus said, you'll find dead end spots in your life all the time. You'll just find yourself serving yourself instead of serving others. But when you discover serving and the purpose to serve, generally and specifically for your life, you discover a good thing. See, we discover the life that is truly life when we serve in the name of Jesus. Now, we've been talking about the church. And the church is this group of people. It's us. Right here in Cheney Faith Center, we are the church of Jesus Christ in Cheney. And the church is this environment where each of us learn to serve we, we grow in our abilities to serve and discover the general and specific ways that God calls each of us to serve him and our world. As the church of Jesus Christ, we live to serve and serve to live. We uh, studied a really great um, section of scripture all summer called the book of Ephesians. And the book of Ephesians talks about something really powerful in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10. Let me share it with you. It says this, for we are God's handiwork. And some of your uh, translations may say we are God's masterpiece. We are God's handiwork created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. Now, that verse says three really, really important things about each of us as followers of Christ. The first thing it says is this, you are a masterpiece of God. Isn't that good news? That God created you, and when he created you, he said, this is very good. You are a masterpiece of God. You are his handiwork. You are the creation of God, and you are extremely special in this world. The second thing it says is you were created to do good things. So the first thing God says is you are my handiwork. You are my masterpiece. I've created, but then he says, but I've created you for a purpose. 
I've created you to do good works in Christ. In other words, I have a plan for your life that includes, one of the things that includes is serving people in Jesus' name. Discovering your purpose and your value and your mission and the vision for your life is really important. So you are created, God says, to do good things. So each of us needs to be doing good things for God so that we can glorify him in the world and so that people can see Jesus through us and in us. And then the last thing this verse says that is really important is that before we were even born, God thought of good things for us to do. Now that's interesting. He says this, God prepared these good works for us to do in advance. That means that that who you are, the person you are, your gifts and your talents and your experience and everything that, that makes up who you are, all of that, God saw that and thought of that even before you were born. Because in advance of who you are before you were born, God had a purpose for you. And you and I are in this life to discover what that purpose is. In other words, what it means is that God has a personal mission designed by him for your life. See, every one of us has a God-centered life design. And every single one, for every single one of us, it can be different. But you have something that God wants you to do because you live to serve and serve to live. Someone else said it like this. Each of us has time, talent, and treasure that we can give to Jesus and his kingdom. We have time, we have talent, and we have treasure. Now, that means some really important things. Now, the easiest, the easiest way to give is treasure, right? That's the easiest way, going online, giving somehow financially, uh, dropping something in the box. That's the easiest way to give. And it's an extremely important way to give because the church needs resources, financial resources and other resources to extend the kingdom of Jesus Christ into our city and to the ends of the earth. So that's super important. But the other ones are just as important as well, time and talents. Now, both of those are a little bit more challenging for us, aren't they? The first one, time, because, and I would say that I think probably the most sacrificial for us right now in the way we're doing life in the American culture, probably the most sacrificial one for us right now is time because we're so busy. So when we say no to something in our life that maybe we enjoy or a section of our week, part of our time, we say no to something else, to say yes, to serve Jesus, that's an exceptional moment for you and for me. Because in that moment, you're saying, I'm choosing to sacrifice something in my life to go serve others in Jesus' name. And I want to do that because Jesus did that for me. And so it's my heart to do it for others. And so when we give of our time, that's a big deal. And I want you to understand that that is a big deal and should be something to celebrate in your life and in our church. Third, when you discover ways to use your talent to serve Jesus, your life gets really fun. I mean, it gets really fun. And let me tell you why. Because your life gets full of purpose and value and vision. And you discover 
you're on mission with a whole bunch of people around the world for Jesus. And it's really exciting to discover what you have to offer. Now, some of you in this room may think, Pastor Mark, I'm not, I'm not sure I have any talent that Jesus can, can use. That's not true. Whatever your talent is, Jesus can use it. You say, well, Pastor Mark, the only thing I'm good at is math. And I don't know how to use that for Jesus. How about tutoring some kids at the middle school and just loving on them in Jesus' name and helping them with their math? I know when I was in middle school, if I'd have had somebody help me with my math, I'd have praised Jesus every single day. <laughs> See, it becomes extremely purposeful because you are using the talents that God gave you in alignment with the gospel of Jesus Christ and the specific will that he has for your life. And it becomes something that really excites you and gives you focus and purpose to get out of bed in the morning because you discover what God has called you and created you to be. See, the choice to use your talents to serve is very fulfilling. Now, you may also say, Pastor Mark, I think the talent that I have, we don't have a ministry like that at Chingy Faith Center. So what do I do? Simple, you start something new. If you have a talent and you say, Pastor Mark, the only thing I'm good at is fixing cars. And do we have a fix-it car ministry here at Teeny Faith Center? No, but you're going to start it. And you're going to fix people's cars in Jesus' name. And let me tell you, how many of us would love somebody to fix our car in Jesus' name? Amen? Like everybody's hands going up. Who wants somebody to fix their car in Jesus' name and not send them a bill? Anybody? Anybody in the room? Right? We all do. Like that's exactly what we want. That would be so awesome. We have a, a lady in our church that's going to start a new ministry in the winter, and I'm super excited. I'm not going to let it out of the bag yet. I'm just going to tell you it's coming. And I'm super excited because she's using her time and her talents for Jesus, and it's going to be awesome to see what Jesus does in the lives of people that jump in. I was so encouraged a couple of weeks ago just hanging around the church uh, when the women's conference was happening and getting started because there were tons of ladies using their time and their talents and their treasure for Jesus to serve him. All kinds of talents were being used. There were people that were praying before and during. There were people that were good cooks. They were using their talent to prepare food. There were ladies that were really good at shopping. That was their talent. And so they went shopping for, for the conference. There were people that were really good at planning and leadership and organization. And so they were using their talents. And there were people that were doing worship. And there were women doing worship. There were also men there. <laughs> and um, they were using their talents. There were, there were ladies that were just good at doing physical things and they were setting up and they were tearing down and there were ladies that were good speakers and so they shared and they shared their life experience and they had great messages for the ladies and then there were people doing media and sound. There was a lady that, that cut flowers from her own personal garden and brought all those flowers in and arranged them all nicely for the center of the tables and then there was Ruth. Ruth decided to serve the entire time at the conference doing slides and media because she just said, hey, this is a talent I have and I can use my time to do that. And she happens to be here this morning doing the same thing over there. So could we give Ruth a hand? Thank you, Ruth. Ah, doing such a great job serving. That was fun. That was fun. Let me end with this. And you may be thinking in your mind right now, end? What are you talking about, end? I'll get there. In Matthew chapter 28, verse 19 to 20, Jesus shared the mission of the church. 
We've talked about the purpose of the church. We've talked about the vision of the church. This is the mission of the church of Jesus Christ. He said, therefore, go and make disciples, baptizing them, make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Now, every single church around the world, this is our mission. Our mission is to help people that don't know Jesus know Jesus, to make disciples of all nations to the ends of the earth and to help them to obey Jesus. This is the mission of the church. See, mission answers the question, what? What should we be doing? We should be making disciples of all nations. This is the mission of every church. And so our mission at Cheney Faith Center is we exist to help people know Jesus and live for him daily. It's, it's our mission. See, Jesus encourages us to be people on mission. Jesus had a mission and he fulfilled it. Jesus has given you a mission. And my question is, are you fulfilling it? Are you fulfilling the specific mission that Jesus has given you to do. Let me end with this illustration. Cheney Faith Center, I love our church. How many of you love the church? I love our church. And I love what we do. And I love how we serve Jesus. Because it's always been my heart that our church would be more like an aircraft carrier than a cruise ship. See, the church as a group of people, we can either be like an aircraft carrier or we can be like a cruise ship. And there is a very big difference. See, on an aircraft carrier, every single person has a job. Every single person is serving. There's not a single person on that boat that is on vacation. Every single person is serving in one way or another. They have a job, they have a purpose, there's vision for their life, and they know that they are on mission. And let me tell you, when an aircraft carrier shows up offshore of some, some country that's just had a disaster, and they can pump them with millions and millions of gallons of fresh water out of that ship, you know you're on mission to help somebody around the world be cared for and supported. The same is true for us. We're on a ship called the church, and we're called to be on mission to present the gospel of Jesus Christ. Now, as we present the gospel of Jesus Christ to a lost and hurting world, we do that together. Nobody's job is more important than anybody else's. So this morning, there's people serving at the door giving a high. There's somebody making coffee. There's teachers and faith kids discipling our kids. There's somebody doing media and sound. There's somebody speaking. There's somebody doing worship. But all of us together as a team of people, what are we all doing? We're presenting the gospel of Jesus Christ to the world. That's what we do. So we're living to serve and serving to live. On the flip side, the church could also sometimes be like a cruise ship where there's still about three to 4,000 people on the boat, but those 3,004 people, they're just hanging out. They're just lounging around not really doing anything. And there's a staff running around like chickens with their head cut off, trying to take care of everybody. Now our church can either live like an aircraft carrier, or it can live like a cruise ship. My heart is this, 
that we would be like an aircraft carrier because we would realize we're on mission. We're on mission for Jesus. And every single one of us has a role to play generally and specifically to serve Jesus in our world. And so in just a minute, I'm going to dismiss you to go be a part of our ministry fair in the commons. So I'm going to dismiss those of, uh, those of you right now that are going to be hanging out at a booth and hanging out at um, just serving out there and helping people understand uh, the booth that you have out there so you can go. We've said something from the very beginning, a little bit of a mantra that we had, and it was this. We don't want to just go to church. We want to be the church. We want to be the church. We want to be the hands and feet of Jesus. We want to be a people with purpose, vision, and mission to serve Jesus in a specific way that he calls you. So out in the comments today, you saw a ministry fair when you came in. So in a minute, I'm going to dismiss you, and you will have time to go out into the commons and discover some of the ministries that are at Cheney Faith Center. And just to mill around out there, talk to some people that serve in those areas, talk to some leaders out there that serve in those areas, or maybe you want to just hang out in the auditorium here for a little bit and just pray and just talk to the Lord and ask him, what he might want you to do with your life, how he might want you to serve. But we're, I'm ending my message on early on purpose so that we can go out into the commons and just hang out and be out there. Now, uh, just, just so you know, I'm not dismissing you to leave, okay? I'm dismissing us to be together. I'm also, parents, really quick, I'm not dismissing you to go get your kids because your kids are in faith kids in a very, very important discipleship time right now, amen? And their discipleship time is not done until 9.45 at the earliest. So we've got 15 minutes to let them continue their discipleship time. And we're not gonna interrupt that because parents, we all know what happens the first time the first parent goes in the door. What happens? It's done, right? So parents, please don't go get your kids and leave early. Let them have their discipleship time and let you have your time either in the auditorium praying or in the commons discovering a way that you can serve at Cheney Faith Center. Now, if there's nothing represented out there that you want to serve at, then you need to come see me to say, Pastor Mark, I've got a new ministry that we can do as a church. Okay? All right. Join me in prayer. Jesus, we thank you so much that you served us well. We will never know anyone else that served us better than you. And so we give you thanks and praise. Holy Spirit, we invite you right now into this very practical moment. Into this moment where we are going to go out into the commons and discover how you want us to serve, where you want us to serve, how you want us to use our time, our talents, and our treasure for you. Would you lead us, Holy Spirit, right now in this very practical moment to what you're calling us to and a way that we can serve, knowing that that's not the spot we have to stay for the rest of our life, but each of us needs to be serving somewhere because together we are presenting the gospel of Jesus Christ to our city. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. All right, would you stand with me? All right, here we go. Remember, Jesus loves you very much. So to Kate and I, have a great week, and I'll see you in the comments.